fascinating, interesting debate show is live in the huddle. You know, I don't even know how to start this show right now. I just don't know how to start it, bro. You know, but what I do know is that I'm glad to be alive. I'm glad to be a sports fan. You know, you see Tom Brady on my wall. Or everything behind me right now is a collection of how I feel. You know, Muhammad Ali, that's one of my favorites of all time. The Warriors vest out there. My favorite movie of all time, Jimi Hendrix. We all know what he could do with the guitar. I said Brady already. Biggie, Bob Marley, Tupac. The list goes on, right? Now we get to these daggone Knicks. You know, ladies and gentlemen, it is what it is. Let's talk about it. Where's my manners? I don't even know where I stand right now. I got to gather my thoughts. Ladies and gentlemen, these are instant reactions that we're giving you right now. Exclusives. I got to catch myself. But um, before I even go further, I've got to introduce the panel here. We got my co-host, Zay, and our correspondent, Coach. Zay, I'm going to start off with you. How you feeling right now, my guy? You know, I think it's uh, I'm glad you started off with talking about your background because you can see my background. That's a red bag, and you know, because I'm always in my bag, and that's a hundred percent for sure. I'm always in my feelings about something, and I'm gonna talk about it when I need to. But um, besides that, I'm in paradise. I can't complain. And there's a lot of different things in this world happening. For one, I got a new chair, so I'm feeling a lot better. I feel the, the posture is a little bit more loose. I feel more comfortable yeah. when I speak about these topics, and um, I can't wait to go into it. It's it's a very packed show. Um, we're going to have a lot to say from basketball to football, even boxing. And I think it's going to be yep. something that the fans and everyone watching is going to love because it's going to be electrifying. And, you know, like I said, I'm in my bag and I'm ready to go. It's all about the chair, bro. We were talking off air. Having a nice, comfortable chair makes all the difference in the world. It's one of the little nuance that you can do when you have a show, right? It's two things you need to do when doing a show like us. Get you an Apple laptop. You can never go wrong with that. And get you a comfortable chair and a camera and a mic. And you all set, my brother. Thanks for the tips. Anyway, Coach, we in the building. Coach, what yes. are we doing, my brother? How you feeling? It's been a minute. I'm glad to see that you're back here on the show, my brother, because I need to vent. But how are you doing, bro? I'm feeling great, man. As you can tell in the background, you see me in the podium. So best believe tonight, I do have a lot to say. You know, I mm. thought August, the month of August was crazy, but geez, man, we just started September today, ladies and gentlemen, today. And we already have two, two crazy news from two different sports, man. I can't wait to get into it. You know, I, I came in to bring all the smoke tonight, gentlemen. So let's, you know, let's dive in right into it right now. You say, <laughs> you say you're going to speak your opinion, bro. I see the picture in the background. Coach X in the building. And guess what? What's next in the building is we got to talk about these knickerbockers. <laughs> the Jazz trade Donovan Mitchell to Cleveland for Colin Sexton marketing three first round picks. How should the Knicks fans feel after this trade? And ladies and gentlemen, I need to behave because I got to catch myself. You know, it's crazy. We offered Danny Ainge the best offer out there. There was a report that came dropped by Woj. Woj never lie, right? Numbers don't either. Okay, we offered him, I believe, Mitchell Robinson, Obi Toppin, Wills, RJ Barrett, and RJ. three first round picks. Yep. Okay. Um, decline. And you know what's crazy? Danny Ainge needs to be fired <laughs> immediately. The reason why I say so 
is because he sabotaged the franchise by being a stubborn individual. That's what he did. His stubbornness sabotaged the franchise of Utah. He needs to be fired on sight. We'll talk. You know why? Because I had this feeling, you know, when this whole process was going on. And I didn't bring it up on the show. But it stayed on my on my heart. And I said to myself, we know we have eight first-round picks to give. They know it, too. If I know it, they know it. The Jazz know it. Danny Ainge, the pick bandit, knows it, too. And I said to myself, I wonder if we are going to get penalized for having that much. Because he's going to be like, listen, I want six. Which he said, I want six. So in my mind, I was like, you know what? Even though everybody's like, all right, book it. Donovan Mitchell's going to go to New York. I was saying to myself, we might get penalized because he knows what we have. And we ain't going to give it all to him. And sure enough, that was the case. In what world is my guy, um, Colin Sexton, marketing? What did, What is that? From where we offered you? Like, come on. RJ Barrett is steadily improving his game. We all know he is, right? From three-point line, 35%. Okay, he's an athletic wing. He could, he could be a perimeter defender. He's one of our best defenders on the team, if not our best defenders on the team. He's growing. I don't understand that, but before I pass the mic, I'm going to end here. The RJ Bad disrespect these last couple months is crazy to me. Okay, Danny Ainge literally turned him down. Okay, there was a report that came out that Tibbs reportedly preferred um, Quentin Grimes over R.J. Barrett in what world? I don't know. Not in this one. I just feel that the disrespect is crazy, and it's going to be up to R.J. Barrett to morph into that Donovan Mitchell-like player. That's what it comes down to. Nobody wants to come here. All right? We've been down this road too many times. R.J. Barrett just got paid. It's going to be up to him to morph into the guy that we're looking for. And so far, he's on the path, but he's still got to morph into that person quick. I pass the mic. Real quick, Coach, before you get in here, I just want to say that um, the New York Knicks, as a fan, I do not feel any kind of regret or remorse for not getting Donovan Mitchell. Because the initial trade to get Donovan Mitchell, if anyone remembers, was Quentin Grimes, Obi Toppin, Emmanuel Quickly, Miles McBride, and six first-round picks. That was the initial offer that the Jazz wanted, and the Knicks said we're declining it. We trickle down all the way to where it happened just now. The Jazz gets Colin Sexton. They get um, Laurie Marketing. They get, uh, I forgot, I don't know how to pronounce the last name, Obajali, I believe. Uh, and then you get three first-round picks and the two first-round pick swaps. So that's still very c- close to those uh, five draft picks, five to six draft picks and three players. But it's not what the Knicks offered them. And they didn't take a better deal than what the Knicks could have offered them. Danny Ainge is so egotistical. At this point, you have to call him the Thanos of the NBA because he doesn't just want a good deal. He doesn't want a great deal. He wants to take. He want to be spiteful. He wants to take all the resources each team has and take them and hoard them for himself so that he could use those draft picks to get a a potential Jason Tatum like he did, a potential Jalen Brown like he did, potential Robert Williams like he drafted. All these guys that he drafted on the Celtics was when he took all those picks from other teams. And that's what Danny Ainge does. He wants to take more and more and more. It's an egotistical thing. And in this particular case, I told people this off air. I told people this on air. 
they took a less deal because he's prideful and he didn't want to trade with the Knicks. He didn't want to do a win-win scenario. He wanted to do a win-lose scenario where he takes all and he looks like the big victor and he makes his people, the GM, opposing GM, look foolish and stupid like he did to the Timberwolves. He took all of their resources, took all of their picks to make them look foolish. He wanted to do the same thing with the Knicks. He tried to do the same thing with the Cavaliers with taking their three draft picks. But the only issue is that Colin Sexton was already on his way out. He had a torn ACL last season. They already put Darius Garland in a position to be the man on that team. If you um, recall, Colin Sexton was a kid who averaged 20 points a game on the, on the Cavaliers and 25 points a game on the Cavaliers when he was the man, when he was the one calling the shots, dribbling the ball up and down the court, and Darius Garland was playing the background. But they switched it around and said, Garland, we want you to be the ball, the um, playmaker. We want you to be the primary ball handler. And then Colin Sexton played off ball. And that's when his all his ridiculous statements talking about he wants to make $20 million a year. And guess what? Danny Asia bars by that. But give him $18 million a year. A contract that he's not worth because he got a bunch of players that do not impact winning basketball games. They got Malik Beasley. Doesn't impact winning. They got Colin Sexton. Doesn't impact winning. Lori Markinen does not impact winning. All talent hunting Porton Tucker does not impact winning basketball. So you have all these guys on this same team that just tank because they want to get the highest possible um draft pick that they could get. If they can get in that top five, Danny A is smiling ear to ear, knowing he's gonna draft a good player. But as a Knicks fan, I don't feel any kind of um, hate towards the organization. I think Leon Rose did a fantastic job standing his ground and not being bullied by what we know Danny Ainge to be, a big Thanos bully. And the pick bandit. But go ahead, Coach. You up. This is how I see the situation, right? I see Danny Ainge and the Utah Jazz as a bitter baby mama. I see the New York Knicks <laughs> as the good guy. You ever heard that saying, good guy finished last? That's what yep. happened to the Knicks. Knicks laid out the foundation, laid out the blueprint, like, hey, this is what I could offer. You know what Danny Ainge and the Jazz decide to do? They're just like, ooh, I like this bad guy over there down in Cleveland. Uh, and even though that he he doesn't have nothing to offer me, but, hey, he's still cute, though, so I'm going to give him a chance. That's what happened to the Knicks. So I just feel like, you know, just like what you and Zay alluded to, Danny Ainge, he's a bully. He's spiteful. He's very... How to say greedy? Yes, I'm gonna add greedy to this because it's like just you know, just like just like what you say, Lil. He he doesn't want a win-win situation. He wants a win-lose situation so he could look victorious. So how to say the other organization, the other franchises could look like boo boo the fool. Thank you for giving me giving me credit of what Zay said because <laughs> Zay said it like that. Even though me and Zay shared the same kind of train of thought, I would say this, you know. Oh man, Danny Ainge, I think somebody laced his blunt. <laughs> I'm gonna just keep it well. I really do, bro. Cause ain't no way in the world that we are saying no to RJ and saying yes to Colin Sexton. And I'm just using them. Obviously, the deal includes more and more pieces and moving parts, but that's the foundation of the deal when you look at it. I think to end my take on the Knicks side of things, I agree with Zay. I think we we did a good job. It hurts though. Like, yeah, you know. That at the end, it probably worked out better because if Donovan Mitchell came to this team and we were sending away Mitchell Robinson and RJ Barrett, that would have been smart. Now we gotten out our roster along with picks that can't add on to the roster in the future. So now we are actually jammed with a superstar that's packing seats. You know, that's just basically what it comes down to. And having him pair up with Jalen Brunson, I don't even know if I, I wanted to see it, but I don't know if I really want to see it. From like an analyst standpoint, because of they undersized, them being undersized and being not on good defenders, pretty much. And they are different 
they have a different pace. Each yes. um guy, one is more crafty, you know, slow pace, get to the basket. The other one, he's one and gun type, you know, and that's Donovan Mitchell. I don't know how that would have worked out, but I was willing to try for the right price and go to the underworld and see what's on the other side. But clearly, we never got to that point because of one stubborn individual that chose pride over talent and pride over what's best. And that's going to mess up a lot of human beings and men in this world when we choose pride, okay, over what really needs to go down. And it is what it is. But I say this on Cleveland's side, then I pass the rock again. You know, I think Cleveland, they got a nice young core, a nice young foundation over there. When you look at the team right now, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, um, Darius Garland, Isaac Okoro, and now Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is the oldest cat on his team. He's 26. So they got a nice young foundation that could be a mid-level Eastern Conference team, four seed, five seed for years to come. And I salute them because it's not all the time where you would get a guy like LeBron James and lose him, basically destructing your franchise when you lose a guy of LeBron James caliber in a low market and be able to build it back up. I'm pretty sure LeBron James will look at his current conversation. Excuse me. It's late. Current situation. Okay. And say, I will rather be in Cleveland right now than on this Lakers team. And that's a testament to what Cleveland has built. And when you are in a low market, you have to draft well, develop well, and trade for guys to complement those guys that you built up. And that's exactly what they're doing. And it's crazy because we have the geographical location to be able to attract free agents and we can't even do that and i understand this one was not our fault but it's been a microcosm you know and and i'm more of a fan right now than an analyst i'm just saying from a fan perspective i hate what happened today like i just hate it it don't sit well with me and i think also, you as a fan oh my real, real quick coach you want to say real, comment on that real quick my bad uh i just want to say that as a fan you know it makes me um understand that we tried to get Donovan Mitchell, but they try to get a fleece. You know, they try to take everything that we had. So that's why I'm okay as a fan watching that trade not happen. Because if we would have traded R.J. Barrett, Obi Toppin, Mitchell Robinson, three first-round picks, I would have been a Utah Jazz fan. Those are the three of my favorite players on that damn team going to the Utah Jazz. I'm not going to sit there and be okay with that. Oh, yeah, we got Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brunson and Quentin Grimes with Julius Randle and I don't even know who the center would be, Jericho Sims or Isaiah Hardenstein. I wouldn't even know what that, that roster would be <laughs> moving forward. But I'm not, I wouldn't I wouldn't have been satisfied with that outcome if that was the trade that would have happened. Um, but even then, you know, I think when you look at the Cavaliers team, me personally, I still don't think they're a top six team in the Eastern Conference. You know, I think there's six teams in the Eastern Conference that still play better than that Cavaliers team that now we're looking at it, Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell, who are both offensively sound players. They're not defensive players. Isaac, Isaac Akar right now is the best defender on that team, the set, um, set, the best perimeter defender, excuse me, on that team. The second being Karis LeVert, uh, who may be coming off the bench, um, who may not even like that because they're paying them good big money to come off the bench. So that's going to be interesting to see how Karis LeVert is going to be moving forward. They're going to have, might have to move him because if I'm not mistaken, he's making upwards of 16 to $20 million a year. So that's going to be something interesting to see with Karis LeVert. Um, I think the Knicks, like I said, they stood pat. They had, they, they were going to take a loss with the media regardless. Rather, it was going to be, oh, you could have, uh, if you would have done the trade, oh, wow, you got rid of R.J. Barrett, Obi, and Mitch. How could you do that for Donovan Mitchell? And this would have been the narrative. Donovan Mitchell's a star player who never made an all-NBA team. 
But now, now that we didn't get him, now he's going to be Donovan Mitchell, a superstar going to the Cavaliers. Because there's a media stigma with the Knicks that people do not want to talk positive about the Knicks. Every time the Knicks make a move, it's always a negative connotation coming with it. We get Julius Randle. Oh, we got Julius Randle. He averaged 20 a game, but he can't shoot threes. He can't do this and that in third. We draft R.J. Barrett. Oh, R.J. Barrett can't shoot threes. He's erratic. He's he's still trying to fine-tune his game. We don't know what he's doing. We, we signed Jalen Brunson. Oh, it was too much money. You only had one good year. It's never a positive sign when it comes to a player. Even when we re-signed I mean, Mitchell Robinson, same issue. Oh, he doesn't shoot the ball. He doesn't have an offensive game. I, I would say this. Have we seen any positive results outside of that one year that we went to the playoffs and we took a step back? I know we are Knicks fans here on the show. Well, myself and, and, and um Zach and, and you. um Coach, you at Brooklyn. I get it. I, I feel like repping Brooklyn tonight. Um, I get it. Like Zay, um, Zay is more of the confident Knicks fan here. I'm more of the what you call them objective Knicks fan. Thank God. Like I'm, words and, and my brain is just on some other stuff right now. I'm hurt, but I'm I'm an objective Knicks fan. And outside of that one year that we made the playoffs and we did it the next year, it's like I I don't think the media is just picking on us. Like we we what was look at all the guys that we could have drafted. We could have got Donovan Mitchell. Well, much cheaper price. Yeah, I believe so in the um, draft. I believe no. we could have drafted him. We, we drafted him. We drafted Frank Nitekilo over him. Yep, over him. Yeah, so we could have got Donovan Mitchell in the draft. If I'm not mistaken. But so no it's like talking about Donovan Mitchell in the draft. <laughs> I know, but it's all about finding talent, and that's why you got scouts to get paid to do this job. We get paid to talk about it and react to games. But go ahead, coach. Well, to be honest with you, you know, if, you know, from a Knicks perspective, you guys should be very fortunate that that has a district didn't happen. To give up all these young assets just for a Donovan Mitchell, we would never, you know, how I say we wouldn't know what coexists with uh, Brunson and uh, what's his name, Randall. And also, too, there would not have been no other supporting cast around these three guys. You get what I mean? And, you know, honestly, that mean that, you know, Mitchell, Randall, and Brunson probably, probably would have been playing 40-plus minutes a night. And, you know, come playoff time, if they were to make the playoff, they probably would have been burned out by then. And, you know, from a Cavalier standpoint, I just feel like this, you know, this trade was more of a want than a need, per se. They really didn't need Donovan Mitchell in their team. I believe that with the core that they had on that roster, they were pretty fine, you feel me? Mind you, even though that... They didn't make the playoff, but they were still considered like, you know, top, you know, part of the top eight teams in, in the East. And they were very close to making it to the playoffs. So I don't believe that Donovan Mitchell was, you know, pretty much their solution to, you know, take it to the next level per se. I just felt I like, you know. A... Go ahead, finish. Yeah, I just felt like, you know, you know, with the coaching staff that they have, I just felt like, you know, they should have ran it back with the same core and give it one more shot, in my opinion. I, I mean, it's not like. It's not like um they had to like give up plays, right? Like think about it, like Brooklyn, right? When he, you know, made the playoffs, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving called. They had to get rid of that core that helped build that up. It's right. not like they got rid of anything. They just adding a a guy. I won't call Donovan Mitchell a superstar. I, I'm not calling him that. Like, I, I don't know who calls him that. He's a star. He's not a superstar. Exactly. But he he could be a superstar moment in moments, right? But he's just not that superstar. You're adding a star to that core who's a little bit more experienced, right? But also more talented. You go for it. And I 
applaud any team trying to go for it. As long as it works out, obviously, you know, in hindsight, we can say, oh, wow, why did he go for it? It sucked. It didn't happen. But I applaud any team going for it and winning games and trying to win games and trying to. It's all about the fans. That's that's what it comes out. It's all about the fans, packing the fans in the seats and giving them something to cheer about. And unfortunately, being a Knicks fan, it's not a whole lot of cheering right now. You know, <laughs> it is what it is. But um, I end this topic here. Unless anybody got last. You, anybody got last ride here? I got last. I got one last thing to say about this New York Knicks team. Um, you got some work to do going this up, this upcoming season because this upcoming season, no excuses, especially with what transpired during this offseason. Everyone's not confident in what's going on. And I'm pretty sure not only the media is not confident, but also the front office and then James Dolan is not confident in what's going on here. So this season has to be no excuses. We need uh one. We need a winning record. That we need that's most important. We need a winning record in the New York Knicks um Madison Square Garden. And we also need to make the playoffs this year. That 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 you can't yes, miss the playoffs back to back season. So it has to happen. You know, we miss on Donovan Mitchell. That's fine. We understood the how the procedures and the what everything was transpiring during this offseason. What they was asking for, we didn't want to meet those standards. Fine. That means you have to show us something this season. This has to be the season you show us something. Because it can't be, oh, this guy got this guy got hurt. This guy got hurt. No. It has to be a playoff. That first season, Thibodeau came in, changed that whole roster around, which was horrible roster. Alfred Payne, Reggie Bullock started. It was a terrible roster. We made the playoffs cool. We have to repeat that with a way better roster than we had that first year in the third season with Thibodeau. It has to be a playoff or bust season. It's rather you make the playoffs or you rebuild the whole damn team again. That's the only option right now. Honestly, like, you know, to be fair, we, you know, general consensus we overpaid for Jalen Brunson, Absolutely. but at least Jalen Brunson outperformed Donovan Mitchell. To be fair, maybe I'm just saying it to kind of enlighten my spirits right now, but Jalen Brunson outperformed Donovan Mitchell, sent him packing in the playoffs. That's the guy, quote unquote, we overpaid for. And everybody's laughing at us. So to some extent, Zay do got a point. We can't win for win, but at the end of the day, we got to win on the damn court. And hopefully we do. So um, I yeah. just want to ask two more going. things. Go ahead. There's two more things, man. As for for the Knicks, man, you know, with the extension with RJ and Mitchell, you know, this is, you know, this is this team opportunity to get together, you know, prove the critics wrong, man. You know, just because you miss out on Donovan Mitchell doesn't mean it's the end of the world. You know, you know, you still have a, you know, good coach in Tom Thibodeau, you know, the, the core still there, you know, just come together, come as a team and, you know, execute, you know, you know, let's make the playoff. Let's make a run at the playoff and eventually let's, you know, surpass the first round of the playoff. And uh, also, too, for the Cavaliers, you know, with the acquisition of Mitchell, I, I put them as top five in the East. Top five in the East. Not yeah, I see three. the five. I see them five. Five flats. Like, give me a high five. I see them five. You know, lowest <laughs> six. Lowest six. Lowest yeah, six. I can see that. I can see that. They should be a playoff team. You cannot Absolutely. make this transaction and not like forget the plane. They should be a playoff team. But we'll Absolutely. see what happens. They're gonna be a playing team. It, it it's just gonna be a playing team. And I don't it. know why. Then I don't know why they made that deal. They're gonna be a playing <laughs> team. But you know that's neither here or there. You know. Um. I in here. You know. I was actually gonna go to sleep when I found out about this deal at about three o'clock Eastern time PM. <laughs> I'm about to go to sleep. I'm about to call it the night three o'clock, bro. And I'm a late guy. I would have called it the night, but I had to find a way to get it out. And guess what? I'm here on the show. That's my way to do it. That's my therapy. And guess what? I'm here. And we're going to be continuing to be here. We're going to be right back after the break. Keep it locked. I had this feeling 
you know, when this whole process was going on. And I didn't bring it up on the show, but it stayed on my on my heart. And I said to myself, we know we have eight first round picks to give. They know it too. If I know it, they know it. The Jazz know it. Danny Ainge, the pick bandit, knows it too. And I said to myself, I wonder if we are going to get penalized for having that much 